Welcome to Sense by Meg Forer, the podcast that's brought to you by ParentSense, the app that takes guesswork out of parenting. If you're a new parent, then you are in good company. Your host, Meg Forer, is a well-known OT, infant specialist, and the author of eight parenting books. Each week, we're going to spend time with new mums and dads, just like you, to chat about the week's wins, the challenges, and the questions of the moment. Subscribe to the podcast, download the ParentSense app, and catch Make Here every week to make the most of that first year of your little one's life. And now, meet your host. Welcome back, mums and dads. This is your weekly dose of Sense by Meg Fora. And each week, as you know, I'm joined by a mum, and it is usually Cassidy. And we have been following Max's journey from the time that he was born just 19 weeks ago. And it has been an amazing journey. And I think for both Cass and I, one of the things that struck us has been how common many of the threads are that mums are feeling around each week. So we've been through the 17-week sleep progression. We've been through the very destructible feeding stage. We have been through the challenge over tummy time. We've been through sleep disruptions and all sorts of feeding questions as well. And so here we are at 19 weeks and he's kind of approaching where he will be starting solids. I guess I think maybe even has started this week. <laughs> He has started this week. Yeah, he has. And actually from that side of things, the solids, they're going really well. He really enjoys feeding time. He, his high, He's now two days ago, I think it was his high chair arrived for us to start feeding him in. So he absolutely loves being able to sit in his high chair and he's never uh-huh. had anything that he can sort of you know, sit upright in and that's all he's wanted to do. So yeah, he just loves it. And actually today... He had the second time we tried broccoli, actually, and he had a full, this time I've now got a full bib that he wears with sleeves and everything. (laughs) It's actually made it so much more enjoyable because I'm not worrying about anything. I'm just like, yep, it can go absolutely everywhere. Absolutely. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. So when we last spoke, you said you were thinking about starting him on broccoli. Did Mm. you choose to start him on broccoli or on something else? So actually I ended up studying him on green beans just because he, it was the day before I was planning to do it. And I only had, I had the options I had in, in this article that I'd read were green beans, spinach, broccoli, and something else. And I only had green beans. So I thought, oh, well, Start <laughs> that's best. what you're starting with. And he actually Perfect. loved green beans. The broccoli the first time didn't go so well. He didn't seem to love that. Avocado, he didn't seem to love avocado initially. We're going to try that a second time. But the broccoli the second time he really loved and like had his mouth open waiting for more to come and so yeah you know it's a definitely proven to me that it's really important if they reject possibly the first time that doesn't mean they're not going to like it you just try again Mm -hmm. a few days later and it's a completely different experience yeah and you know he's a social butterfly as we know and so he's got a high quite a high threshold for for sensory information. So he probably will take to things quite readily. So for him, it was only two exposures. But for those mums who are listening who've got a slow to warm up little one, it can be up to 14 exposures we talk about. So everything from seeing and then smelling and then touching and then putting in their mouth and spitting out in the new, then eventually only actually taking to eat it. And mm-hmm. so it can really take time and mums mustn't fear that. I just keep exposing and, and they do eventually take to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think is you sort of want that joyous experience, but, and then when you do have the thing where they look like they're not enjoying it, you think, oh, maybe I should just, I can see how tempting it is to go to 
sort of fruits and things that you know, sweeter fruits that maybe have a higher fructose level. I can't remember one of the ones that had a higher Obviously, there's a lot of the sweet potatoes and all of those sorts of things, which are perfect. But there's one fruit, and I can't remember that everyone starts, and that lots of people sort of are in the old baby foods that probably are, banana. I'm not sure, but it's very, very high fructose, and obviously a little or apple, yeah. And the, mm. the the joy that you have from your child having that is something I've often thought, oh, I just want to see him loving some yeah. sweet stuff. But but I, you know, I've sort of made my personal decision to go down this mm. journey and we'll see how it goes. I'll probably give up after a few, but for now I'm trying. So you haven't done any squash or starchy type vegetables. You've only done the leafy green veggies. I've done potato, but not sweet okay. potato. He didn't seem to love that, but I think that was a texture thing. I think I possibly should have added a little bit more breast milk to the potato plus the other thing actually that I think is interesting is when I did potato I was in uh, I had less time and Mm -hmm. one thing I have learned is I've got to just know that it's going to be very messy and very long (laughs) Mm, and not try and rush that and and just if that means I try and keep it consistent every day of the time but I feel like it's a little bit better to change the time so that I've got more time than to mm. keep a consistent time I don't know if that if you yeah. would agree so at, out of interest what time of day are you feeding him so it's about 12 between 12 and one o'clock depending on when his late morning feed was okay so he usually yeah. feeds about eleven thirty, and then I try and mm. feed him so 12 12 30 that's spot on yeah so that's exactly the time that we recommend babies have their first solids and the reason for that is we want them to have it after they've had a milk feed and not first thing in the morning and not last thing at night. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you'll hear babies being advised or mums being advised to feed their babies supper as the first meal, as their single meal, because I don't know, it makes them sleep better at night or anything like that. But actually, babies' thresh- thresholds are so much lower at the late part of the afternoon that actually it usually doesn't go well. Mm. So the time that you have chosen anywhere between 11 and 1 after the morning the late morning feed is exactly spot on the right time. So that's when to do it. You know, I think just going through the what, where and when and the principles that we use in weaning sense. So the when is exactly when you when you have done it, which is at about between 11 and 1 o'clock. And then when they're ready to take a second meal, we move up the morning meal. We move that meal to be a breakfast meal and keep that meal going as well. So then you have a breakfast and lunch and then later on they introduce a supper. So that's where we usually do it. In terms of the where in a high chair, it's spot on exactly what you've done and preferably in the kitchen for now in the dining room. So, you know, having a consistent space. And as you've said, it's terribly messy. And so having something like a kind of a, bl- a black bag or refuse bag actually underneath the high chair is also a really good idea because it can get really, really yeah. messy. Yeah, we've got a, I've put a sheet underneath and he sits, I actually have him at the dining room table because I sit and have my lunch at the same time. So he's seeing me eat. At the same time. Such a good idea because then that's your social eating coming in, which is really, really super. So that's very clever that you've done that. And in the what, in weaning sense, we actually do recommend the starchy veggies, which is the butternut sweet potato, gem squash, courgette, which I think I mentioned last week. But Oh, he loved courgette. He absolutely loved courgette. Oh, courgette is a great starter food. And, you know, it's interesting that you said you've introduced avo, which, by the way, and I might have mentioned last week, has the closest replication to breast milk of any food because it's got, it's got fats and, you know, as well as proteins and, and carbohydrates, which 
for instance, you know, there's no other vegetable that you've given him so far that has fats in it. So what a quite a nice idea to do with avo is to actually start mashing some avo into any whatever vegetables you give him. Because what you're doing then is that you're combining the avo flavor with the vegetable and the, and then you're also getting the fats into a carbohydrate. So it's it's a really nice mix. So that is something I recommend. And then, yeah, I think not being fastidious about having to keep flavors completely separate. I know that there's some theories that say keep flavors separate. But actually, we recommend starting to mix it up quite early. Mm. And that's one of the ways that we get fruit in because, you know, fruit, obviously, we do want to get it in. But I think what you're trying to avoid in what, you, what you're talking about is that, you know, that they won't take vegetables because they only like the sweetness of fruit. So starting to bring fruit in into the vegetable meals as well is quite a nice idea as well. Yeah. So we're actually, we're going to England next week. So it'll be, that's going to be an interesting new challenge is doing mm-hmm. all of this out of the comfort on of the our move. own home and on the move yes. and that sort of thing. But so I've ordered some to, to um, my parents-in-law's house, I've ordered some ice cube holder tray, tray holders with lids so that I, when I arrive, I can actually make a batch of things and then just take those if I'm on the go, sort of just put in a frozen one in the, in the bag, nappy bag, and, and that will defrost while we're out and about. But one of the things I am going to do is start mixing the, the different yeah. vegetables or fruits and flavors and things like that, and just start to introduce them to some combos as well. So yeah, yeah. quite a nice idea to do with that is to actually make a batch of and I'm not talking about when you're traveling, but just in general, on a Sunday of whatever you're making up for the week. So make it in bulk. So make butternut or green beans or whatever you've got. Pop it into a into one of your ice trays. And then when you pop those out, just put them in a Ziploc bag, freeze it and just say courgette, you know, whatever date it was. Mm. And then to actually start mixing those up together because then you've actually got batches that last you for a long time. So I mean, you, instead of doing very small quantities of butternut, you're going to have a whole butternut being done and, you know, and start to mix them that way. Which yeah. is quite a nice idea. I really like the Ziploc bag actually because that's exactly it. I have I've made quite large quantities, but I didn't. Maybe it's my brain being a baby brain. I didn't even <laughs> think about taking them out of the the ice yeah. cube trays and putting and them in a Ziploc, Ziploc bag and then yeah. reuse. I was like, oh, I have to finish these ice cube trays no, before I no, do no, another no. one. Which yeah. of course, once upon a time, to. would never have been too yeah. difficult for my brain to work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a really good idea. I and mean, the other thing, if you're on the go, I mean. We all have to have emergency foods for, you know, when, when we're on the go. Quite a nice uh, emergency combo if you are like in a mad rush and you know you're not going to be anywhere near a, a microwave or being able to, you know, kind of melt or heat up any food, is to take a banana and an avocado. And the combination of banana and avocado is absolutely fabulous. First of all, babies do love it. Mm. And second of all, it's got just the most incredible nutrients in it as a combination. And of course, it's in a skin, so you don't have to worry about having it protected. So, you know, just quickly grabbing an avo and a, and a banana are a great idea and then just mashing them with a fork in the restaurant where you are. Yeah. And then also, yeah, and then also just taking, I used to take little cubes of, of cream cheese with me um, so that if I wanted to get some protein into the meat, in, into the vegetables, which I know you're not, you haven't got proteins and dairies going in quite yet, but in the next month or so you will have. And then you can actually just, you know, kind of take out one of the cream cheeses and you know, peel the foil or whatever and just pop it into your veggies. And again, like cream cheese and courgettes is one of, was one of my kiddies' favorites. Oh, lovely, yeah. Have you had a look at the recipes inside the app out of interest? Do you know I, what I've meant to do? And previously, in fact, I'm going to get the up now. I used to get a pop-up saying, have you started solids? Yeah. But that hasn't come up yet. So go to your solid screen. Let's let's take you through it. So if you go to the feed screen. Yeah. 
At the top of the feed screen, you'll see a little toggle. Currently, it'll say milk or so- and if you toggle across, it'll go bright green and say solids. Oh yes, okay, yeah. It's and now then set you started with solids. There you go, and then you can start. You actually plug in his date, and what's quite nice about it, it's very, very scientifically worked out. The algorithm basically is worked out according to what Kat McGall, who's the pediatric dietitian who advises on the app, and the allergist who wrote Allergy Sense, what is really according to what we say should happen in terms of how quick introduction should be, and so. We actually go through the varieties of food at the right pace to prevent allergies. And so if you go through and if you have a look in today, you'll probably see there's already two meals in there for him if you put in the correct date. But when yeah, I'm just started, trying to work out which date I started. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what day it is even, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think you started on about the 27th. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This episode is brought to us by ParentSense the all-in-one baby and parenting app that helps you make the most of your baby's first year. Don't you wish someone would just tell you everything you need to know about caring for your baby? When to feed them, how to wean them, and why they won't sleep? ParentSense app is like having a baby expert on your phone guiding you to parent with confidence. Get a flexible routine, daily tips, and advice personalized for you and your little one. Download ParentSense app now from your app store and take the guesswork out of parenting. So if you plug on that, then you'll be able to actually pick up exactly what recipes you'll be ready to eat. And then all the recipes are in there. And when you you tap on one, so how many recipes do you see for today, Kat? One. One. So he's still on one. So And the reason for that, so that's quite cool because what it's showing you is that because you started earlier with him, so closer to 17 weeks, we introduced the solids quite slowly. Mm. And if a mom has introduced solids at, let's say, 23 weeks, her introduction will be much more rapid. And so we actually work it out for you. The, the app actually works it out for you is how many meals and then actually what combinations. And you'll see in yours, you've probably got some carrot there. You've probably got some butternut. You may even have some sweet potato recipes in there. Oh, there's a green veggie mix with avocado there. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's actually a super one. I believe that that one's got green. It's, the green veggie mix has got avocado and courgette in it, I think. Yes, it does. Yeah. What What are the ingredients that that one's got in it? That one's potato, avocado, courgette, and peas or beans. Lovely. So that's a really yummy combo Lovely. that you probably already love already. Yeah. Mm. In fact, it's everything you've done individually. We do believe in introducing combos quite early on and not yeah. sticking to single varieties just in terms of exposure. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I've told you before that the, you get a window period in which exposure um, is is readily accepted. And it closes at about nine months. You know, it just is at, at nine months, they can eat. I'm a little bit more stuck in their ways. And so that's why we try and get in as many varieties as possible in the early days. So between now and nine months, we'd, we'd want to get everything in. Yeah, that's actually really good to know because sometimes that will help encourage me to not be lazy. And when I'm feeling a bit tired, think, oh, it's fine. He had broccoli yesterday, but he can have it again okay. today because I don't want to do that. And it's nice to have a reason to know why. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, if you've frozen some broccoli from, from, you know, if you did a big batch of broccoli yesterday, you don't need to use it today because if you did, you know, if you had that courgette and let's say potato done from a few days ago, then you can just make up what we've got on the recipe today. So the other thing that you can do on there is you can add all the ingredients into your shopping list for the week as well. Yeah, so. I saw that. That's amazing. And the images are beautiful. They're so lovely. Yes. So the images were taken by um, Donna Cross. She's a very well-known um, food photographer, actually. In I the have UK. her recipe book. <laughs> Do you have a recipe book? And, yeah. and I'm actually going to have her on, on the podcast soon. It's A Healthier Family for Life, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah. 
And it is just a fabulous recipe book looking at all the healthiest ways to feed your families. And, and so she's a food photographer who took all those gorgeous pictures for me, which is really cool. Yeah. So, but interestingly, talking of the feeding, solids have been fine, but particularly in the last 48 hours, we are, I'm really, really struggling with mm. not that he's refusing milk because I know you mentioned that that might happen. He's actually being really sick. Um, but just on his milk feeds and as though <laughs> reflux is in, in play only during the day at night, he's not sick at all. And he will quite often do a very big sick straight after I fed him. And then he will consistently posset quite acidic smelling sick until his next feed almost. Uh-huh. And that is becoming That's new. really hard work and quite tough. In fact, there was an amusing moment in in hindsight this this morning when he'd consistently been sick uh, pretty much every time you move. So if he's been, even if he's sitting up, if I then put him lying down or if he's lying down, I pick him up. Or if I want to do row, row, row your boat or anything like that, it's, I sort of, I'm getting to the point where I think I want to avoid it because it makes, he seems to be sick with any movement. And this morning I sat him up after his late morning feed and he was really sick. And I just burst out crying because I was yeah. like, oh my God, I can't, why can't I, I feed my baby? I just want him, especially as we've yeah. had this weight issue. Yeah. And he just looked at me and laughed as I cried. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kess, that's, that's quite unusual. I mean, I mean, a couple of things. His weight gain has really improved, hasn't it? It has. So we saw the pediatrician yesterday. They didn't weigh him again because he'd only been weighed a week ago. And she Mm. said that weighing too regularly can give incorrect sort of concerns. Yes, I agree. Completely agree with that. Yeah. So we're weighing him again at the beginning of March. So a month after he was last weighed, but the last time he was weighed, he had put on 400 grams in just over a week. Yeah. So that was a lot. That's an enormous amount for his age um, that you wouldn't normally put on that much. So yeah, look, I think I would potentially just follow up with your doctor just around the positing because I think if it's really that extreme, it's, it's very interesting that it's suddenly come up. Yeah, I mentioned it to the pediatrician and she sort of, I think this is my frustration at the moment. And I'm sure possibly a lot of mums who have had bigger babies feel this, that you look at him and he looks a really healthy baby. And I've had so many doctors and he's so smiley We've had the doctors always say, oh, he's really happy. He's got chunky thighs. There's nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. And my mother gut is telling me there is something not quite right because he is not being able to keep down a feed in the day. Interestingly, he Mm -hmm. is at night. Nights are much better, but we have done a couple of things. We've changed his feed is now before his bath, the majority of his feed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's only having a tiny, tiny couple of ounces before, after bath, before bed, only really because he's used to having something before bed. Um, So it's just, that's the only reason we're giving him anything. Otherwise it would all be before the bath. Um, And he he doesn't pass it in the bath. He doesn't pass it on that feed. Nope, he doesn't. Interesting. And then he is going down. He wakes a little bit now, but completely self-settles, no dummy, which is last week we were talking about the dummy. Yes. Um, he doesn't need the dummy. Uh, one one evening I went in and did a resettle, walked out the room, no. cuddle, sort of cuddle and cry type method. No. And since then he has we haven't used the dummy now for three nights in a row. And then he's doing a f- sleeping through till one or two and doing a feed then 
and then sleeping all the way through till the morning. Although we do hear him at five o'clock having a play for half an hour in his cot, and then he goes back to sleep for an hour. Wow, cast. So the this is a huge thing. Yeah. Yes, and this is a huge thing because, as I told you last week, all the research points to five to seven months is when we've got to get them self-settling, and he's heading in that direction, which is awesome, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so... And and the other thing we've actually, the other change we've made, the nights dramatically improved. And this is why I think it might be reflux is we've raised the top mm-hmm. legs of his cots. Good. So there's two books under the back of his cot. It seemed very coincidental that after we did that, he starts having great nights. Mm-hmm. It does mean we do find him in the morning across the bottom of the cot <laughs> and he's really struggling to, he can't uh, roll onto his tummy anymore, which he used to love doing because it's, yeah. it's kind of uphill, but yeah. he is, he is sleeping better, but it's just in the day. And I keep him upright for 40 minutes after a feed. I'm keep trying to keep things as gentle as possible after a feed mm-hmm. and, trying everything and is he still on express breast milk he's on a combination now of express and formula so but he's still on bottles you're not breastfeeding him right yeah all bottles so you could try a thickener but again you would actually need to speak to your peed i think and you know thickness can work really really nicely for mums who are bottle feeding it just thickens it up a little bit and keeps it down not coming up and i think if you know it might be worth looking at that with your doctor yeah so because actually it's funny that i was on Google looking at thickeners just before I came yeah. onto the podcast yeah. because the pediatrician did mention it say, oh, you could do this, but it mm. was just mentioned in passing. And I noticed when I was, the type of formula he has, they offer a thickener, a, a re, anti-reflux one. Yep. And it, but it does say with medical guidance yeah. or something like that. So, but she mentioned, oh, you could try thickener in passing. I don't know, do I need to go and see the GP, let them know we are going to try this, or is her saying you could try a thickener in passing, sufficient from a pediatrician? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, look, I, think, I don't know. I think it's fine. I mean, I think, I think if she said it, in, yeah, as long as she said it to you, I wouldn't recommend, you know, and this is the whole thing with formula hopping. And I'm, I really do discourage moms from formula hopping because it becomes a, a vicious cycle because as you get onto one formula, you know, maybe you change him onto a thickening formula and the next week he's constipated. And so now then mm. you've got to stop with the thickening formula and you've got to put him onto something else. And, you know, you can get into these, this kind of cycle of just formula hopping all the time. That's, that's why we like to do it with medical advice, a pediatrician or a dietitian's advice. The fact that she's recommended it, you could probably go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not likely to become constipated or anything like that, but it just is, you, you know, it's almost like I always say, it's like an, unlocking Pandora's box. You know, you, you stop yeah. moving from one thing to the next. But he only ever has been on one formula. And so this would be one single change. So I and think you could try And it's still the same it. brand. Yeah, and not brand, yeah. switching brand yeah. and that sort of thing. Because I, I just want, would you therefore, and maybe I don't know if this is again a, a pediatrician conversation, but if he's not being sick at night, would it be, do you stick to thickener for every feed? Or no, not for every feed. I would just do the ones where he's reacting. Okay. I would actually choose one that just has formula in it and see if that one makes a difference. So not in a combination one where you've mixed breast and formula. Yeah. And just see, like Teresa's is classically bad for you know, feed where he really does do more positive than usual. Just out of interest, Cass, before we talk about that and conclusively, what's your space between feeds now in the day? Four hours. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, then I would try it. Are you, yeah. Because the only reason I ask is that if he was on three hourly feeds, it could be that, you've, that he's actually taking in so much that that's why he's positing, which does happen. Yeah. And actually the last couple of days, he, he was doing sort of seven ounces of feed and he's not really done more than five and a half the last 
few fees Mm -hmm. and I spoke to the pediatrician because the other thing I think is really I found really difficult is to find out for his weight for you know I I understood for his age how much he should be having but that's Mm -hmm. quite there's a range for every Mm -hmm. age between Mm -hmm. I think on the app as well and it says between five to seven ounces and you think well you know, is he seven or is he five? And yeah. it was very, very difficult to work out because over a day, that's quite yeah. a big difference. If you enjoy my podcast, I would like to share one of my favorite podcasts with you, The Honest Hour. Christina Mazurik is mom to two boys and a third little boy on the way. She's an American expat living in Cape Town, South Africa since 2008 and decided to start sharing her experiences in parenting since 2017. Having grown up in a dysfunctional family environment in her own childhood, which led to her adoption at the age of 10, Christina is passionate about finding purpose and presence in parenting, as well as exploring our own opportunity for healing and personal growth as we navigate the world of parenting our own children. Christina believes in ending the trauma cycle and that in parenting our own children, we can learn how to reparent ourselves. So pop on over to Christina's podcast, The Honest Hour. It is a big difference, but the reason we make it quite a wide range is specifically to decrease anxiety in mums because some babies actually just stick to five ounces for every single feed. And if you go and have a look at the back of a, of, a, of a formula tin, it'll say if your baby weighs 12 kilograms, they should be on seven, seven ounces or whatever it is. And it makes you panic because now he's not doing seven ounces, he's yeah. doing five. And so the idea between having a wide range is actually to reduce anxiety and to rather watch that the baby thrives rather than actually watching the mills on the bottle or the ounces on the bottle. Yeah, I I probably would always make up on the high end first, so seven, and then if he's consistently doing five, move it to six. But the minute he finishes a full six, then you move it back up to seven. Mm-hmm. So you always just do one serving of formula more than what he's typically taking. So I would I would have him on six six ounces of formula for every meal now, every feed now, and um, he probably will take between five and six. Yeah, yeah, he is he is sort of doing that and he is thriving the interesting thing that the pediatrician also said was his head and length haven't dropped at all in cut on the curves but Mm. his weight has and that's the only thing that is I think she sort of was saying it it would be less of a concern if they'd all dropped together but his Mm. weight dropping but length and head not but she she said that and then said but I'm not worried I don't need to see you again yeah so (laughs) I, I wouldn't be worried I absolutely wouldn't be worried. Yeah. You know, I think also, and this is, you know, something that Kath McGaw speaks about quite a bit, and it might actually be worth having Kath on with you maybe in a, in a week or two's time. But she she always talks about the fact that baby's weight actually regulates itself. So you can get a baby who's born quite small, quite, quite small, and they actually do quite a bit of catch up over the course of the first year. And a little one um, like Max, who was actually born quite big, you know, he, he, his birth weight was very good and he's maybe just readjusting himself. There's nobody in your family that is, is you know, really big anyway. You're all lean. And so, you know, I, I think it is important to, to recognize that maybe he's just adjusting to where he should be. Yeah. And I think I absolutely agree. And I would be so relaxed. I just seeing him be sick all the time and mm-hmm. this smelling, this acidic smell. Of it's the terrible. Thing. Yeah, you know, and it smells. It's not like baby sick anymore. It smells like adult. And but how many days? How many days has it been? He has been doing this for a couple of weeks, on and okay. off. And it's just got worse and worse. And he hasn't had a cold. No, but the interesting thing is, some days will be worse, and then the, it'll be absolutely mm. fine. He'll barely be Both sick, nails. and then he'll have a few days of being really sick. 
I don't know if that then when he feeds with the nanny sometimes he's not sick at all Mm -hmm. but yesterday he was quite sick with the nanny Mm -hmm. um and then today with me he's been really sick so (laughs) yeah I don't I don't know if and and he's done two poo I'm not worried about him being constipated because he's done two Mm -hmm. poos before lunchtime today (laughs) yeah so he's doing well so yeah Yeah. it is I, I mean today I have to say one of the things I really felt I just had to do it's pouring with rain and it's a typical English day where it's gray and drizzly and horrible but I just felt I just can't do this I have to get out and I Mm. walked for over an hour in full waterproofs in the rain I fell over on my way out of the house (laughs) and I I looked ridiculous with all my layers and everything but I just thought no I'm having one of those days which all mums have my my son has already laughed at me crying let's just go go and walk the streets and of course that's good for him as well because he sleeps day sleeps in his cot he's still not doing more than 40 minutes but in the pram he'll do two hours yeah so that was another reason to get out so but getting out and getting some fresh air does a huge amount for your mental health even in the pouring rain absolutely well a very good point to end the the podcast on that's exactly what we should be doing is getting out when you need to getting some exercise yeah getting through the tough days I mean it's it's incredible how many tough questions come up each week with him even though he's a smooth sailing driving little boy but always a question I absolutely have the utmost respect and admiration for mums who have real real challenges yeah Yeah. because I find some of the days when Alex walks through the door I just think I find myself baby desperate Mm in the last half an hour sometimes yeah. thinking, my God, this has been such a tough day and I yeah. don't have a very difficult baby at I all. So. No, I can, I remember that feeling very well. And then when Philip got home 15 minutes late, I was ready to slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd only prepped myself to get to half past five, not to quarter to six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have, it sounds awful, but we have that find my friends and so I regularly at about five o'clock start tracking oh my word and you know Cass it doesn't end unfortunately you know when you uh, when you've got a two-year-old I can remember two, two years old every Friday evening even though I don't believe in the food one little bit but I used to take the kids down to McDonald's because I couldn't it was the end of the week and I didn't know how to actually piece together the rest of the week <laughs> if I didn't actually get them out of the house and get myself out of the house so yeah. yeah, I mean you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, sure. But thank you so much for the chat today. Very interesting thank all around you. feeding. And yeah, it was good to chat. So we'll catch up again next week. Yes. When we chat next week, we will be in the middle of our first ever holiday with Max. So uh, and I'm sure his grandparents on the other side are going to be super excited to meet him properly. Yes, I can't wait. They'll want loads of cuddles and lots of time with him. <laughs> give you a little bit of respite yeah. <laughs> wonderful all right thanks, thanks very, very much, much Kes. have a good week bye. cheers bye thanks to everyone who joined us we will see you the same time next week until then download parent sense app and take the guesswork out of parenting <laughs>